This episode of The Moms Network is brought to you in part by DuPage Medical Group. We care for you. The Moms Network, a talk show focused on all things mom-related. Today, my co-hosts and I are diving into the topic of blended families. Erica, Lindsay, and Sarita all have blended nationalities as a common thread, which I have a blended family due to divorce. To start things off, can you all share a little bit about your backgrounds and your family? So I uh, grew up and was born and raised here, but my family is from India and my husband's family is Italian from the East Coast and not just the nationalities as you had mentioned but even our upbringing was very different I was raised by both of my parents and my husband was raised by his single mom so we've had a lot of different perspectives coming into this family yeah I bet I didn't know Greg was Italian yeah. I never knew that. <laughs> Erolano. Oh, but America. Um, I am Italian-American as well, so uh, my father was born there, so I'm half first-generation Italian. My mom was born here. Uh, my husband is Mexican-American, so he's also half first-generation. His father was born in Mexico. His mom was born here in America. Um, so that's where we're coming from. <laughs> And how about you? My husband's Chinese. Our last name is Chan. It's one of my single greatest joys in life that people get very confused <laughs> when they meet me without the rest of my family. Um, and I don't actually know completely where my family is from or all over the place. Um, mostly German, a little bit of Scottish. We don't really know. But um, it's a really interesting mix for sure. My husband's mom was born in New York. Um, his dad moved from Hong Kong when he was six and uh, most of his family is all in South Florida, but a lot, a lot, a lot of those roots there and um, speaking Cantonese within his family at home and his grandparents and everything like that. For myself, nationality-wise, I'm like one sixteenth this, one eighth that. I think there's like nine things that I. So I always, I'm like, I'm kind of a mutt, but mutts are lovable, right? So um, <laughs> yes. um, while Jason and I don't come from different cultures, we're both divorced, and so that provides a very unique way of raising kids. We've only been um, in the same household for about a year. Um, and I have two boys that are now 17, almost 17 and 18, and his son is 14. So we have a little bit of different parenting styles, bringing in other you know, ex-spouses that have a say in things, trying to figure out like, well, how much do I parent Sam, or how much does he parent Christopher, even though we're living in the same house, when we're not technically there yeah. their parents sure. so sure. that provides a unique you know mm -hmm. obviously don't have the exact same situation that you guys have but it still is blended in in that way mm -hmm. um, to start off why don't you Sarita, why don't you start talking about what what is it like to try to determine with your husband from a totally different culture and you, like you said different mm -hmm. ways of being brought up mm -hmm. how you actually parent children 
I think it was interesting. We were married for six years before we had children. And during that time, I think it was more for both of our families to understand different perspectives. Growing up in an Indian family, uh, Indians in general are more uh, soft-spoken and not as opinionated. If you, even if you have opinions, you're very polite about it. And his family is all Italian, so it's quite the contradictory. You know, they're loud and uh, they're very verbal. So that was like an adjustment <laughs> for both of our families. But surprisingly, you know, everyone worked really well and respected each other's kind boundaries. Gelled. gelled. And then we had kids. And that's when we really realized how some of our upbringing with different cultures, values, and traditions, how they came into play when we started raising our kids. Uh, so definitely, you know, I think in life, until you go through certain stages in life, you don't necessarily tackle yeah. uh, the differences and perspectives and such. So it's just been an interesting journey. And compared to Erica and Lindsay, whose kids are younger, I'm at the other end now where mm -hmm. my daughter, I just sent her away to college. And to just hear her perspective on how things were very interesting growing up in a blended family. You said she wrote her college essay on that? Yes, she definitely did. And it gave me a really good perspective on how, for her, it was a lot of times being at crossroads. Mm. Uh, you know, I was raised as a first generation from an immigrant family. So education, dedication were right on the forefront. Mm -hmm. And whereas my husband's family, he grew up uh, in a family with a single mom. So they were a little laid back when it came to education or the drive or just in general. Mm -hmm. So for her, it was a lot of not just one choice, but having to, you know, figure out which parts of what does she want to take with her. Mm -hmm. So it was very interesting to have that. That is really interesting. Yeah. It'd be like, all right, well, if I'm mm -hmm. doing this, and I'm kind of pleasing mom more. Right. I might be stressing out dad, or <laughs> yeah, or who am I in this whole thing? Yeah, you know. Huh? Uh, and especially since we neither came from blended families, so I just had only one way of being raised, and so was Greg. And here now, we have kids who are going through it, so just relating to how that impacts them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like your kids lean more towards? To being similar to you or to Greg, do you see them as they've grown up? You, you know, know what it's I mean? interesting. Each one of them is so unique, and each one of them has taken different values. Mm -hmm. So both of them are north and south. So they just picked and choose differently the two of mm -hmm. them. So it's interesting to see that. Mm -hmm. Yes, mm -hmm. I'll be really curious to see as my kids grow up. We're seeing as maybe mm -hmm. so our our son is two and a half, our daughter's five, and we're noticing that they're very pers very different personalities mm -hmm. as babies in and of itself. But our daughter is a people pleaser. She's exactly like me. She wants to follow the rules. Um, we talked about this in birth order when we had that, <laughs> but I think that. It's also even a little bit of my husband, too, and just the way that he was raised um, mm -hmm. and a stereotypical um, Asian culture and that high achieving status. My husband went to boarding school when he was 14. That was an academic decision. He was born and raised in South Florida. So um, just noticing that, that I think that she's going to kind of lean in that way, our daughter specifically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's tough, too. Mine are um, eight and six. So when we talk about culture in our house, everything is very light, you know, and very, po we mm -hmm. haven't, 
had any heavy hitting discussions yet because there's been no need for it. Um, you know, my kids always say, we're Mex-Italian, we're Mex-Italian, <laughs> you know, but we um, really stress being American and knowing um, really the stories behind where their grandparents come from. Mm -hmm. You know, they know um, where Grandpa Lopez came from and how he got here and at what age and the struggles he dealt with. And they know where my father came from and what age and why, really why, too, both of them left their countries um, to come here. So, you know, it's interesting as they get a little bit older, we talk about um, checking boxes, you know, on mm -hmm. standardized tests, and it'll be an interesting conversation mm -hmm. um, when that comes. But we haven't, I, I think what I love about even just our community, our school community, mm -hmm. Naperville, is the diversity. I mean, yeah. I didn't grow up with it. And my daughter has gone to a Hanukkah celebration and a Diwali, so you know what I mean? And we have mixed children you know, in her classroom that she's friends with, black, white, Asian, everything. And I just think it's awesome because I didn't really have that until I went to college. Yeah. <laughs> I was like 19. I'm like, what, you know, what is this? I didn't even know it was called, you know, I didn't know mm -hmm. anything about different cultures. So I think it's really, really neat, not only within our family, but just our community, the exposure. Mm -hmm. yeah. Do any, any of you promote learning uh, the language that you came from or one of your spouses came from within your family? You know, we were fortunate that both uh, sets of parents, my parents and Greg's parents, are very tied to their culture, mm -hmm. really rooted in it. So having grandparents really involved in their life, I think they've gotten that. Uh, language, holidays, culture, tradition, so we've been pretty fortunate. Yeah. That the, both sets of parents wanted them to have that. To have that influence. Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. Now, do your children speak? They can't speak fluent, but they understand enough. Yeah, mm -hmm. which, which is a great mm -hmm. skill. Right. You know? And then they, later in life, they can determine, do I want to dive into this exactly. and really learn, learn a language? Right. Um, so we get double of everything. We celebrate both sets of holidays, <laughs> both traditions. So, yes. <laughs> when, when I first got divorced, I remember the first Christmas, maybe it might have been the second Christmas, and, um, and I was talking to the kids about being divorced and like were they you know upset about it and I feel like we did a really good job mm -hmm. of making it as positive as it could be because divorce is never a positive thing mm -hmm. in some ways in some ways it is and so Nicholas was like so little and he was just like he started singing this song about getting two Christmases he's like we get two Christmases because we are children of divorce <laughs> love it it just came out it was even in the kitchen I was yeah. like Nicholas Where'd that come from? He goes, I don't know. He goes, we get two rooms, we get two sets of toys. We're like, so he found the positive. the positive side, yes. Nick. Yes. Oh my gosh, yes. he's so Aww, cute. That's so, awesome. Anyway, that has nothing to do with language. So, <laughs> what, what about you? Any, any? Uh... No. So, no. So my husband does not speak Spanish. Um, our last name is Lopez. I speak a little bit more Spanish than he does. Um, my parents are fluent, fluent in Italian. His father is fluent in Spanish. So there are words here and there that yeah. get dropped. Um, but even I will try to speak in Spanish to my husband if I don't want my kids to know what I'm saying. And he looks at me like, I missed that. What did yeah. you say? Yeah. So um, for, unfortunately, whatever you want to say, um, language is not part of the culture that we have integrated in our family. Well, they yeah. are, they're still young. Poor English, and, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, 
You can make that decision, right? It's, no, there's it's no funny, right or though, wrong answer. It's interesting, though, because the last name, you know, as you know, Lindsay Chan and yeah. Erica Lopez, that there is so much attached to that, and language is one of those components. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, my son is in kindergarten virtually, and I'm just to the side kind of working. And he, the kindergarten teacher played a video, and the video was in Spanish. And so he goes, does anybody notice anything? And wow. so Brandon raises his hand. And I hear the kindergarten teacher laugh. And he goes, yeah, Brandon, what <laughs> was that? And he goes, it was in a different language. Yeah, bud, what language was that? I don't know. <laughs> and you see the teacher go, oh, 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 OK, Taylor. I mean, and he's giggling because he assumed yeah. that Brandon knew everything that that song right. said. He didn't know one word that the song <laughs> said. And I think that's also America. We can't, we all have these last names. And we all yeah. come from these different places. Very and you true. just. You can't really yeah, make assume. assumptions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How about you, Lindsay? We focused more, I would say, on celebrations, holidays, than language. Um, something mm -hmm. that was really interesting to me when my husband and I met about six years ago, I was all set. I was like, I am going to learn Chinese. I'm going to get the in with the grandmas and the aunts, and we're going to like girl talk. And um, Cantonese is more passed down. You can't. I looked at College of DuPage. I looked online. It's all huh. Mandarin. Uh -huh. So that was something that was interesting to me. Uh, six huh. years later, I have not accomplished what I set out to accomplish when we were dating. Um, our kids use Chinese names for family members, things like that. So um, my husband, I would say, understands more than he speaks. Uh, again, I mentioned he left home to go to boarding school at 14. Mm -hmm. So that kind of detachment, his dad passed away when he was in college. Mm -hmm. um, his mom, his aunts, his grandparents, they all are still speaking. Um, wow. For sure, a lot of Cantonese at home, and um, and then also uh, his parents are from from different areas. So there's different other different dialects in there, yeah. Toisan, other things. So it's it's different for our family. But I would love for my kids to have that eventually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's awesome. It's time for us to take a little break. We'll be right back with more of the Moms Network. Stay tuned. Of course, only real men finish the rustler. And breathe. I thought you said this was an intro class. Some situations in life call for a little sage advice, which is why we're physician-owned and led. DuPage Medical Group, we care for you. Wearing my mask is just part of my routine now, just like wearing my seatbelt. Wearing a mask should be just as routine as brushing your teeth. Wearing a mask for me has become as routine as that first cup of coffee in the morning. As routine as checking my email. I grab my mask every morning just like I grab my car keys. Wearing a mask has been just as routine as putting on your shoes in the morning. Wearing a mask has become as routine as going on a daily walk. Just as routine as having dinner. Wearing a mask is just as routine as having story time with my kids. So make it part of your routine. Please mask up, Naperville. This episode of the Moms Network is brought to you in part by DuPage Medical Group. We care for you.
Welcome back to the Moms Network as we continue our discussion on blended families. Um, over break, we were having a little bit of a discussion about misconceptions that might come up from your children having a different last name than they may look ethni mm -hmm. ethnically. Ethnically? ethnically. <laughs> <laughs> Can you uh, speak to that? Yes. Um, so my daughter um, has complexion more closer to me than my husband, and she's unique. When you look at her, it's really hard to tell from her last name, just her unique blend. So people are always dying when she says, you know, I'm Courtney Arellano, just what her background is. And when our kids were growing up, uh, I remember one time when she was in first grade, she was in an event and she went with her dad. And one of the girls she didn't know there had asked her, are you adopted? And I remember afterwards, she asking me, she's like, Mom, someone asked me if I was adopted. And I, it didn't dawn on me for the longest time until later in that day. I was like, wait a minute, you know, she might not look like her dad. And that's what probably probed mm -hmm, the girl yeah. to ask. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, sometimes it's hard to tell someone's story just from their name. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So people ask my husband all the time, or they ask me, they say, where is your husband from? And I just say, he's from Florida. Yeah. <laughs> he is. He was born and raised in Florida. Usually the better question would be is, what's his family's ethnicity? Where's mm -hmm. his family from? Even then, sometimes I say his mom was born in New York. Um, mm -hmm. So it's, a, it's just like Erica said, this is just all, we're all just Americans in a good mix. And it's different with every person that you meet and every family that you meet. And I think mm -hmm. especially in this country, we're such a melting pot mm -hmm. than any other country. You yeah. know, uh, everyone has a unique story. You can't tell from their cover. Yeah, mm -hmm. when we're in Mexico, my husband gets it all the time. <laughs> and and I, was, I remember being frustrated. The last time we went to Mexico, we got um, scammed at the airport, which is so frustrating because we know better. Mm. <laughs> they're good. <laughs> and I remember thinking, you are brown. You are Mexican. Like, how are they scamming you? Yeah. He goes, because I'm wearing cargo shorts and a backwards Cubs hat. And I <laughs> clearly am American and doesn't matter. You know, but they will. They'll say, you know, where are you found it on day? You know, and he'll say, Chicago, <laughs> Addison. I said, that's, you know, that's not what they mean. And he goes, I know it's not what they mean. But then maybe they can ask a different question. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is interesting. <laughs> you want to be respectful of like how are you presenting that, you know? Yeah. Not just that where are you from, you know? Yeah. So. What about um, your culture's traditions, celebrations? Is there are there things that you bring into your family to honor those um, those cultures? We did a couple of different things. Uh, we did a Chinese tea ceremony when we were getting married, which was really neat. Um, I got a lot of really amazing gifts, gold jewelry, <laughs> presents. The moms and grandmas and aunts were combing my hair. It was the whole thing. I think things like that are fascinating. I want those things to be prevalent in our family as a blended or mixed family. I want someone family. to comb my hair. It was really, <laughs> really, it was, it was really special. And then um, now with our kids, we like to do things for Chinese New Year. We have a couple of other families that we've kind of become good friends with that are also mixed families. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think most of them, the husband is Chinese and um, the mom is white, but we've just kind of created this culture. We'll put the kids in some traditional red attire and we make dumplings and it's been a really fun thing for us to explain to our kids, even though they're young, that this is what it's about. This is what it's for. Um, we do red envelopes at holidays and things like that. So um, the kids get money. <laughs> I mean, as a kid, like who wants, you know, who wants to um, get money all the time? All of them. All of the kids want it. So 
I think our kids enjoy these fun traditions and it's fun for us to, to continue them as our kids grow up. Yeah, for us it's um, a lot of celebrations revolve around religion. Mm-hmm. So Mexican and Italian, were, we were raised Roman Catholic and so we have those traditions, the holidays, mm-hmm. Christmas, Easter. Um, the only thing that's a little bit different is around Halloween time. I actually rely on my sister-in-law. So my husband is one of three boys. Um, the middle boy, so the youngest, uh, the one in the middle, he married a woman who's Mexican and she is more involved with her culture. She speaks, she's fluent in Spanish. So I rely on her to kind of make those introductions to my kids. So a few years ago, she did a Day of the Dead, a Dia de los Muertos, and um, my mother-in-law, my husband's mom, passed when she was much younger. So Mm -hmm. we had the altar and we had photos and she explained it to them. Mm -hmm. And that was like maybe three or four years ago. My daughter, they were talking about culture in third grade and she just mentioned it. So it stuck with them. And then that makes you want to do it more because if that's something different, you know, that's not the traditional, just the Halloween, that's really, really neat, Mm -hmm. you know, that she Mm kind of had that takeaway. So it makes you want to dive more. So Maribel, if you're listening, thanks girl. (laughs) (laughs) I count on you. You know, uh, as I was mentioning about both of the families really rooted in their culture. So my husband comes from Italian family, three generations that still live in the same neighborhood out Mm. east. So my kids have loved going there and really immersing in what it meant to be Italian. And they're all about family gatherings, holidays, and on the flip side, we were talking about how Naperville in itself, we're fortunate that it's a pretty diverse community. We moved here 25 years ago when it was just up and coming. And at that time, for my mom, it meant a lot that she wanted to bring the Indian community together. And there wasn't enough where you did cultural events to teach the kids who are being raised here. So she actually started a not-for-profit uh, with wow. the, the mayor at oh, that time. And just for my daughter, and 20 years later, she still does it, oh, where we do gosh. Indian holidays, traditions, the kids come and get to experience it all. So yeah. That's awesome. awesome. And one of the things Courtney had said in her essay that stuck with me is she said, she's very grounded as a person just because she's had those strong roots growing Mm up. So, You know, it's so interesting as I listen to this, we have none of that. I mean, and I don't, I, I, I have like a half a second of feeling sad, but then I think about how I use the tone of inclusion, kindness, living in gratitude, yeah. mm-hmm. that I've almost had to create my own culture. We don't mm-hmm. have, we don't have family living by, mm-hmm. we don't see grandparents often. Um, we truly have had to dig in and create our own little family. And last week, Lindsay uh, took me and my boys um, to, where were we? At uh, Springbrook Prairie, Springbrook Creek. Mm -hmm. And we took pictures, and I'd never taken any professional pictures. And I have looked at those pictures like a million times, and I thought, I think this might be the first time I cried on the show. You're going to make me cry now. (laughs) But God, we've created this little this little cog Unit. in this whole world that's just ours. Mm-hmm. And when I talk to them now at seven, almost 17 and 18 and see what I've passed down to them and their thought process and their mindset, I took Christopher to um, lunch for his 18th birthday and I asked him, I said, all right, 
what have you, now I'm like, what have you learned in your 18 years? It was just a random question. And he looks at me and he said, mindset is everything. It, it, it yeah. truly is. And he said, I've been working for the past year to make sure that if my mindset's in the right place, no matter what I go through, I can get through it. And I see my friends not having the right mindset and they're struggling. Mm -hmm. And if I can keep that mindset, then no matter what life throws at me, I can handle it. Mm. That's very true. And I thought, oh God, that's something right. That's all you <laughs> need to know. All you need to know. And I so, think that as parents, I think we take the broken pieces and what do we have, and you just want that much better for the next generation, mm -hmm. you know? Yep. And whatever it is, we cultivate. Yeah. And for Jason and myself, mm -hmm. I think the biggest difference when we blended families was, you know, we have different ages of kids. My kids are a little older. The biggest, they weren't a lot, but the biggest they were like, oh, well, how long do you let your kids stay up on a Saturday night when we're going to bed at 1030, right? Mm -hmm. Well, my kids were at the phase where it's like, whatever, just self-police yourself. Well, Sam, of course, wanted to be, you know, like the big brothers. Yeah. I think Jason had to figure out, all right, what's the... What's the middle ground? And mm -hmm. on a school night, what does that look like versus That's on true. a, you know, mm -hmm. or, um, you know, how many chores are involved in our daily operation? How much flexibility do kids have in their own schedule? Um, and so we haven't had too much conflict, but I think whether you're a divorced family or a family of different nationalities, two parents, no matter who they are, mm -hmm. still have completely different upbringing Absolutely. and completely different ways of being parented. Mm -hmm. um, I remember after we got divorced, I got a text from my ex-husband like, why did you give presents from the kids from yourself? Like, they're supposed to be from, they're spo sorry, supposed to be from Santa. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, well, I'm like, that's how we did it in my family, you know? So, yeah. so everyone kind of does things a little differently. So um, in the few minutes we have left, maybe share something, a compromise you've had to make or something you've had to um, negotiate with your spouse that was, were two different ways that you were raised. Yeah. You know, I was raised very traditional, and he was raised with a lot of open-mindedness, and kids been given a lot more freedom early on to make the decisions, mm -hmm. where I came from the background where you guide your kids as much as you can with yeah. the hope that until they get older. But the biggest thing, I think, is we never took a stand and said, it's got to be this way or that way. But we put it in front of our kids and let them make those choices. Um, and now that I look back at my daughter, who I sent away to college, and reflecting on her essay, I think I have to say we did a good job in itself, That where she said it wasn't so much of having to pick this only or that. It was mm -hmm. more of her taking different parts of the family with her mm -hmm. and if anything it's made her more compassionate and understanding that there's always different perspectives or views to the same situation yeah. so job. I think like, if anything if that's all she that. took that's all <laughs> I could have asked for you know but to your point Kathy I think that's one of the things with our generation we have a lot more of this blending from different nationalities yeah. or upbringing than ever before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How about you, Erica? Gosh, I was sitting here thinking, we really haven't come to a crossroads at any point mm -hmm. yet. Um, we are, our joke is that we were going to get married. We were engaged within nine months. Um, we knew um, almost immediately we could have been engaged after a month. <laughs> um, and when 
people, you know, saw the, the two of us together. A lot of times they said, well, I don't know, how is it going to go? You know, he's Mexican. You've never even dated anyone outside your race, blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. And then we got married in the Catholic Church, and we took a combat compatibility test during the pre-Cana process. And the priest said, I've been doing this for 40 years, and I've never seen anyone score 98% compatible. Wow. <laughs> and so that's our claim to fame, <laughs> is it doesn't matter you know, what your yeah. race mm -hmm. is, it doesn't matter what your background is or how you grew up, it's personalities, and we truly feel like we are on the same page almost all the time. That said, our children are still little. So yeah. I mean, what's, yeah. what's the disagreement? You know, a bedtime or he <laughs> wants TVs in their room. I say absolutely not. That's our biggest thing right now. <laughs> we will get to a point mm -hmm. where there are more serious conversations to have and I, I'm confident we'll get through them together. Um, but yeah, otherwise we've, we've, we haven't had to yeah, talk about that. too much. Yep. <laughs> How about you, Lindsay? The only thing I can think of, again, just like Erica said, having kids in that young stage of life and not having any big monumental disagreements yet regarding parenting would be that my husband's family is from a family of restaurant owners. So they would go to school, and then when they would come home from school or not even come home, they would go right to the restaurant, and they would go and they would do their homework in the back room of the yeah, restaurant. They had beds yeah. back there. Like I, yeah. when we go to visit his family in Florida, we see that. Um, and mm -hmm. I just grew up in Naperville coming home, playing with friends in the neighborhood, that sort of thing. So I don't think of it as a big deal of, hey, have this neighbor come over and do this in the backyard and we'll take your kid. And then next week you, and he's just not used to that. Mm -hmm. So this whole idea of now that our daughter's in kindergarten and exploring the world of play dates after school without parents, like drop off play dates. <laughs> We're noticing that he's like, oh, this kid it's just in our yard. <laughs> Even with COVID, we're being cautious, right? But we're playing outside with people in our bubble, and it's been interesting to me that he's not used to that. <laughs> well, what an awesome conversation. I love the things that make families unique. It is what makes us all different and the world a more interesting place. Thank you for watching the Moms Network, and remember, you are always invited. Thank you. This episode of The Moms Network is brought to you in part by DuPage Medical Group. We care for you.